It's Learning to Listen with Quinn, Naomi, and Charlie. Yes. Welcome to Masterpiece Theater. <laughs> Psych! Just kidding. L2L. Charlie's playing around with the uh, different applauses. I got tired of and the same applause all the time. I, I mean, I like to hear a crowd at least, you know, this polite, like, 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 oh, very well, very well. Anyway, L2L podcast, learning to listen, all that stuff. Uh, you know what we do here. We talk about music and the way we listen to music, you know, trying to engage with the music we listen to, all about the lost art of engaged listening. So that's why we're talking about albums and consuming the album as a whole artistic statement, the way artists intended, not a biography show. You got other podcasts for that? So if that's what you're here for, GTFO. No, Bye. this is for uh, us. It's for our visceral, guttural, pure reaction to the music we're listening to. Uh, today, we're doing, finally getting around to Super Duper Fly by Missy Elliott. Uh, I know I've been promising this one for two or three episodes now, but we finally got to it. That means that we've been, you've been talking about it for like a month. Uh, yeah, probably, probably. Number 93 on uh, the Rolling Stones' greatest albums of all time list. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm here to talk about it. My name is Quinn. I've got the co-hosts with me, Charlie Scream. Oh, Charlie Scream. I'm your friend. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and of course, Naomi Carmack, how's it hanging? Alone. I'm sipping on some alcohol. Alcohol. I, this feels mm. like a weird alcoholy night. I don't know. This is strong alcohol night, the not a before. beer night. The night before, let's uh, drink up. Yeah, the yeah, night before yeah. we vote. Yeah, yeah, we have to go uh, vote uh, tomorrow where we live, and um, I don't know. We're all kind of not happy about it, so. You want to hear us have a weird, awkward conversation about it? <laughs> yeah. Then the only way you can do that is go to patreon.com slash learning to listen and see why we need to drink for a living in Canada. Um, patreon.com slash learning to listen. Archived episodes. Episodes come out early. A bonus content like I messaged or like I mentioned. Oh, man. I'm all sorts today. Anyway. Go there, patreon.com slash learning to listen. Help us out. Okay, so like I said, the album we are doing today is Missy, Misdemeanor Elliot's Supa Dupa Fly from 1997. So, Supa Dupa Fly is the debut solo studio album by American rapper Missy Elliott, released July 15th, 1997, on the Goldmine and Electra Records. Uh, the album was recorded and produced solely by Timbaland in October 1996 <laughs> and features the singles The Rain, Suck It To Me, Hit Em With Dahi, and Beat Me 911. Guest appearances on the album include Busta Rhymes, Genuine, 702, Magoo, Brat, Little Kim, and Alia. The album was recorded in just two weeks. They you mess around. Aaliyah weird. You said Aaliyah weird. Yeah, Alia. How did I say it? Alia? Alia? Aliyah. 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 I didn't know Aaliyah. all those names, but I knew that one. I think it's because I read it. Aliyah. And when you read it, I think it, so. It doesn't. It doesn't read as Aliyah. That is fair. Yeah. Yeah. Totally fair. It, it reads as Aliyah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's why I said it that way. It's got an Aliyah. 
But yeah, two weeks is a quick recording, isn't it? You were right. Yeah, super fat. Just two two weeks. Um. So yeah, okay. Let's get in get into this thing. Um. You guys, how aware of this record were you? I mean, yes. I'm pretty sure we're all super aware of Missy Elliott. But was this ever, you know, spinning on your CD player? Go on ahead, your CD Tom. Walkman while you're on your way to high school or You know what? Me not so much. I I mean, I'd heard the I'd heard uh The Rain before, but I don't know that I'd heard much else of it. So, I mean, I've heard a bunch of obviously Missy's stuff otherwise like the singles and whatever but uh not necessarily this breakthrough album uh yeah Naomi what, what about you um yeah this was kind of actually like I'd heard of Super Duper Fly I don't really recall any of the songs on it until today I was more familiar with her album uh So Addictive from 2001 mm. that's mm-hmm. where she has a lot of the more you know like Get Your Freak On which is like a huge hit for her so yeah, I don't really recall hearing Super Duper Fly until today. Um, well, I I remember the single. I remember the rain, Super Duper Fly, the single. Mm-hmm. Never listened to this album. Um, I mean, you know, maybe heard some other singles here and there. Definitely heard her pop up on other people's stuff. Um, you know, turns out there's a few surprising places you may have heard her before she even did this record. But I'll, I'll mention that in a minute. But uh, yeah, no, uh, obviously aware of her. Had maybe heard a single or two. When, like when I went and did a little research, and I was like, "Ooh, is this the video where she's wearing the trash bag, mm-hmm. inflatable is trash it? bag?" And mm-hmm. sure enough, it was. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Okay, I definitely remember watching that." On, Absolutely. Like, much music mm-hmm. and MTV and and whatever else back in the day. With the, uh, so, with the fish, the fisheye lens in all its glory. Hype Williams, man, the guy yeah. who. Did all that stuff, you know? Uh, Puffy was trying to sign her at the time, and That's right. and uh, he's got a, she, that blink if a blinker you'll miss it cameo in the video too. Yeah, yeah. And she said, "Now nah, I'm going to do my own thing." And uh, so I don't know if she she I don't know if she has the first video with Hype Williams, but that, this is definitely that era of fisheye lens, you know, overexposed studio lighting. Everybody's dancing around in like a hallway. It's beautiful. Mm. We yeah, should bring that back. That's that thing. So I knew that. Never listened to the record. Um, so, okay, cool. Great. None of us listened to this album when it came out. Um, so this is just going to be pure reaction here and now. Level we, playing field. Yeah. I guess what's everybody's initial thoughts, opinions? What it, what, did you like it? Did you not like it? I mean, we'll save the, you know, the worthiness till later. But, uh, but yeah, I, I like there you go, super duper fly. What, what did you guys think? I dug it. I, like I was, it. I'm into it. I, it was more sensual than I expected. Like it wasn't really like it wasn't like a, any in any way hardcore and any like it was kind of like a laid back hip hop kind of uh, like people could fuck to it. Well, there was a term for this, <laughs> by the way, Charlie. Oh, I need to be fucking yeah. <laughs> I think you need to isolate. Yeah, got a new one. Thanks. <laughs> I'm going to just have a whole soundboard of just Naomi at some point soon. Yeah, you could. You're absolutely right, though, Naomi. I To quote Naomi, you could fuck to it. Um, <laughs> I'm glad that we throw the explicit on our podcasts. Yep. Um, so, yeah. So, obviously, the, the Timbaland production on this thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
this was this was this was this like era in the 90s especially the mid to late 90s of hip-hop and like you know we started to move a little bit out of the gangster rap and into this uh more r&b influenced hip-hop vibe and the kind of name for it at the time it was kind of bump and grind right mm. like it was, mm. it was all horny and it was all timbaland too man like um Think about a track that came out probably around the same era. Probably, probably if you looked it up, it probably the same year, judging by the production. Also produced by Timbaland, but Genuine's Pony. Yep. Which, like, which there's you can tell there's a track on this album that Genuine shows up on, and you can tell because he brings his pony noise with him. He brings that vocoder, vocal vocoder, uh, like talk boxy noise, right? Yeah. yeah that whamp, 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 whamp. Like, um, I love that person. sound. Yeah, it's a beautiful song. Yeah, Friendly Skies. Mm-hmm. And the impression I got from that song is it's about banging an, an airplane, maybe? Maybe? Yeah. Makes sense with the name. <laughs> yes, I'm not sure. Naomi's into um, it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so, but this, so this is Timbaland blowing up, though, right? Now, we take Timbaland for, like, not for granted, per se, but it wasn't long after this, like, going even still into the early 2000s that... Timbaland was basically shorthand for get somebody who's going to make like fresh, hot, good club and radio like tracks, you know, mm-hmm. then, you know, once he <laughs> worked <laughs> with like, like just everything he does is magical. I think well, he's the best hip hop producer there is in this era. And you, you got to think about it. He actually got started with Missy Elliott. Yeah, they mm-hmm. were like a, a duo. Yeah, kind of. Well, when she Super started team. her first rap uh, hip hop uh group called uh what were they called Faye 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 or something like that I don't know they had a weird name um but they changed their name to Sista uh mm. yeah do, do, do. anyway uh he was their producer and as the group kind of sp- split up as like the label that they were involved with fell apart Missy Elliott and Tim Land still managed to still stayed teamed up and and worked together behind the scenes on a lot of a lot of other uh, uh, artists' tracks. One really surprising that uh, this this should go to your uh, '90s trivia, Naomi, if you know anything about this. But the uh, breakout star of the Cosby Show, the a young girl who at one point was replacing the young uh, Rudy as the fresh-faced little. Uh, <clears throat> child mm. on that sitcom Raven Miss Simone Raven, Raven Simone. Simone that's so Raven it's well so Raven. long before that's so Raven she had a single as a little kid in the 90s I think I can't remember what it's called it was like called like sweet little girl or something like that but really? yeah written 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 uh, by Missy Elliott here's the thing though big controversy because when they went to go shoot the video for it they didn't even contact Missy Elliott to reprise her own part in the song because she had a rap in the song. They hired a much slender, more light-skinned woman to lip-sync her parts in the video. Huh. Was it anybody of note? No. Just no, no. no one. No. but Look, That was they... a thing that was happening a lot in the 90s, but I thought it was kind of done by the mid-90s because people were getting sick of that shit. I'm not sure when that Raven... actual singers in the videos. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure when that Raven Simone video came out, but it was definitely mm. in the early to mid '90s. Um, yeah, but that's the kind of shit she had happening. So, 
you know, the fact that she eventually not only like, you know, put her own label together, put out this debut album and like just kicked ass or whatever. Right. Like, um, well, she's, she's an absolute legend in rap music too. I mean, she's won four Grammys. She's the best selling female rapper in Nielsen rating history. Um, and also she's won the Michael, that Jack, blah, blah, Michael Jackson video Vanguard award from the MTV VMAs. And yeah, she's number five on the hundred greatest music video artists of all time list. Yeah. Billboard. So you can you believe there's a point where anybody was like, eh, let's, uh, that's not going to work. Let's get someone else. Let's go to take it to casting. Let's see who else we can get for the part. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Um, totally injustice. But anyway, I, back to Timbaland, I would, oh man, okay. I would almost say that, that this should almost be like a Timbaland album or like it should share like the title of the album shouldn't just be Missy Elliott, Super Duper Fly. It should be Missy Elliott and Timbaland. hundred percent. I, I thought that too when I was listening to it because you can just tell it's so much of him in there. Mm-hmm. Well, he features on a handful of songs. Like he actually pops in, but God, not only can you tell it's his production, especially his '90s production, it's that bump and grind style that, like you know, became synonymous with that era and all these artists. But uh, she drops his name on this record, <laughs> like every track, like a, hardly a track goes by where you know there isn't. E- sometimes it's in the lyrics. Sometimes it's like a shout out. <laughs> Yeah. There's even one that's just like a like a little fucking uh, interstitial. Uh, I think it's like uh, it's called "Bite Our Style," and it's her just literally like rhyming about Timberland <laughs> for <laughs> like thirty seconds. Like this this album almost it's almost like Missy Elliott not only is you know breaking out herself and and showing what she can do. But I think this is more of a showcase for Timbaland than it is for her. Because I would argue that this is good, but she takes a backseat on a lot of these tracks. She lets his production shine. She lets the other artists on this shine. And then she goes on to really do phenomenal things in later records. Mm -hmm. I think it was really cool how this album is introducing her, like in the the very beginning where you have Busta Rhymes doing the first track just to introduce her. Oh, hell yeah. You got Busta Rhymes to start off your album. That's already off to a great fucking start. He does the intro and the outro to the album. And then at the end, she literally does like a spoken word. Thank you. Yeah. 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 It's different, um, eh? When I first started listening to it, it took me a minute to realize just because, you know, it's Busta being like Busta, but that he was actually complimenting the production. <laughs> <laughs> you know the very first thing i was about to read he's like you're gonna play me this shit oh you ain't gonna give me the play this shit and not expect me to lay some other stuff on oh, i know but it took me a minute to realize that's what he was saying i thought for a minute he was like what the fuck are you doing i thought maybe the it was like funny like the idea would be like hey maybe you have bust on there going like this shit ain't gonna work like or whatever and then Maybe there was like a... But then, What's a mess but like then, that going to sound like anyways, yeah? Yeah, exactly. But then upon further inspection, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. He's he's just saying like, yeah, like shit as in good. <laughs> good shit. <laughs> like kind of like in the 80s when bad meant good, you know? <laughs> it's confusing sometimes. I get it. Yeah, well, like, this is, yeah, this this album feels like a mission statement. 
Yeah, I get that. You know, for sure. For for not just her style, but but the style of production for women in rap. You know, um, like I, I you know, and not every song is all about just rapping. Some of them are are they are. There's slow jams. There's R and B on here. It's it's a it's a good mix, man. It's a good mix of stuff. It kind of reminded me of actually. I know this might sound odd, but listening to the very first stuff that Pink put out. Even when, because Pink, before she was Pink as a solo artist, she was in a girl group mm-hmm. and she was singled out for being the most talented. And so um, I think it was uh, L.A. Reed who took her aside and was like, no, we're going to lose the other girls. We're taking you. But just the type of some of the songs really, oh, this album reminded me of real early Pink. <laughs> it was the same era, same like time frame. So I think it was just production quality that was going on at the time. Did it makes sense as to, as to why uh, my wife is so into this album. I played it. I just had it on in the in the living room. And she was like, ah, I fucking love this album. And she was like, oh, this has got this person on it and this person on it. I was like, hey, you should probably come on the show and talk about it. And she was like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> Naomi probably knows all this stuff. I'm like, but she could. she was listening to it and she was like, Oh yeah, I think this is you know where Olia is on you know like she's naming names. I mean, I I, yeah. I recognize that name, but she's like naming names that I don't know. She's like, oh yeah, this person's on here, and this really sounds like you know Timbaland because of all the the beats beat parts that are just like mouth noises, you know, and stuff like that. <laughs> exactly right. I was like, hey, you really know this album? Do you want to come on the episode and talk about it? And she was like, no, <laughs> get out of here. Well, okay. I would say we that got he's- you. He's also obviously a little bit influenced by like dance hall and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like not the necessarily the rhythms, you know, because he's got his own beats or whatever worked out, but just like the kind of bass lines and stuff like that. Like this is a very, you know, hip hop is a very bass driven genre, but like these are big fat bass lines with a lot of, um, uh, what do you call that? Uh, you know, when you hold a note. <laughs> Sustain. Sustain. I'm tired, guys. My brain is fried. But like anyway, hold a note motion you were doing. Unfortunately, that won't come bow, across on an audio podcast. Bow, but bow. you know, um, all of that stuff, right? But uh, yeah, no, it's 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 it definitely has this very '90s sound, but it doesn't sound dated. It it's still fresh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, listening to this record now, I was like, man, if this record came out today, I would still think like this was pretty pretty like this is pretty fresh production <laughs> and i can't even say that for like stuff that followed like you know some of the dirty south stuff um or stuff like you know what sounds really dated chamillionaire <laughs> you know riding dirty when i hear that i'm like oh, man yeah. this sounds like the early 2000s <laughs> that's you know? is it chamillionaire 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 yeah maybe probably chamillionaire they hate that song yeah 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 they see me riding dirty. I'm just saying, like, what a dated sound that has. And that was maybe anywhere up to 10 years after this. And this still sounds like it could have come out yesterday. Especially when you hear Little Kim and DeBrat and you go, like, oh, man, people are worked up about, like, uh, Nicki Minaj and uh, um, and what's-her-face, uh, uh, you know, WAP. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. yeah. What's her name? It's not Woke-Ass Pussy. It's not well, guys. Oh. Whap, guys. Uh, who, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Other, yeah. Oh, Cardi B. What? Yeah, Cardi, Cardi B. B. Thank, you thank you. As if they like, as if yeah, as if Little Kim and DeBrat didn't already exist in the nineties. You know. Yeah. 
like um i'm not sure who i heard first on which track i think i think little kim kicks in first yeah. and there's a few times she was spitting i was like this 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 could be Nicki minaj <laughs> you know like i think Nicki minaj cribs a little bit more of her flow from like a jay-z but she must have been listening to missy elliott and little kim and you know like at some point Foxy right brown like, yeah totally like you, you like you know who this isn't like hmm. blue cantru blue cantrell trell god i can't talk to you guys <laughs> no idea i'm tired blue not a rapper worse. though she's a singer fair enough but uh you know yeah. with hip-hop like whatever yeah anyway oh, yeah. definitely a different sound i agree yeah but i'm just saying like a contemporary sound like there's something that was going on at the same time as this right and like 100 percent, just completely different avenue this is anyway i don't know what i'm saying i'm saying that everything old is new again you know what i'm saying like <laughs> ain't that the way it's it's that it, i just felt like i could hear some contemporary rappers like a Nicki minaj or a cardi b if they had, if they, if they had shown up and like guessed it on this somehow, like through some magic of time travel or something like that, they would have been right in place. Yeah, you know, and the production on this would have worked for something they'd be doing now. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I thought anyway. Um, I'm just reading the part here about Aaliyah's involvement because, like, it'd be it would really it's. it's such a tragedy because it would have been really cool to see where her career would have went she was like 22 years old when she died but Mm. uh yeah baby well so i believe that missy elliott and timbaland produced her album yes before they did this and that's where they got connected yeah well they were childhood friends missy and timba but uh yeah yeah they both went in on on working on alia's stuff before missy had a solo album exactly yeah, yeah, and um, so I, that's the connection there. Um, yeah, like, you know, he was already, they were getting a lot of buzz already for, like, most of the 90s as, like, you know, behind the scenes. They were sought after as producers and, and writers and stuff like that. So I'm surprised that it actually took them as long as it did for them to put out this album. But like I was saying, I think that this should be celebrated just as much as a Timbaland record as it yeah. is a Missy Elliott record, you know? Mm-hmm. And I would say... It. I would say t- talent-wise, I think this even actually shows more of Timbaland's talent than it does Missy Elliott's. I can you agree know? with that. Mm-hmm. Like she's not, she's no slouch, no. but she she doesn't spit the kind of fire on this record that she definitely like you know does on other albums. You know, like obviously this is a lot of her songwriting. Mm-hmm. She has a credit uh, as writing on every single song. Except for Busta's outro, yeah, yeah. intro, <laughs> and intro. Outro, yeah. she didn't write those. Apparently, uh, apparently Trevor Smith, uh, which I believe is might be uh, Busta's real name. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he apparently he wrote those somehow. So you know, I don't know where he came up with that stuff. But um, so so her talent was shown that way for sure. But I think when it comes to her actually rapping and rhyming, I don't think you you see as much on this album. Or maybe this just plants a seed and maybe gives her you know the confidence to try some crazier stuff a little later on but like you were saying uh naomi i think the albums where she's really like so addictive missy mm-hmm. e so addictive that's the one that's got got your freak get, or get your freak on mm-hmm. and then under construction i think has like uh let me work it 
you know, stuff like that. Like yeah. I, that early 2000s, uh, Missy Elliott, like 2002 through whatever, 2006 or something like that is where she yeah. really stretches out. And she takes some big chances vocally. She gets even weirder. The videos get weirder. Like the production gets darker and trippier. And that's my favorite era of Missy Elliott. You know, I listened to this whole album through and I was so disappointed that like none of those songs were on this album. I got that. I knew they weren't. But by the time I got to the end and then I just I had to go and like I just like hit all of those songs. Like everything from like where you're from and all that sort of stuff. I was like, oh, this is it. This stuff is the best. Like this fucking blows um, Super Duper Fly out of the water as far as like just the how good these these songs are, in my opinion. Um, but I don't know. Like, what, like, what do you guys think? Uh, do you have an era or uh, like a preference of Missy Elliott? I mean, I would probably just agree with you, but only because that's the era of her stuff that I know. And I didn't really know this stuff, right? Uh, I agree with you that it shows that her evolution definitely, you know, shows her improvement for sure. But, you know, there's nothing like if this was the if this is the worst of, of, of the albums or whatever, it's still so top notch right probably not i mean i've not listened to her catalog really i've listened mm -hmm. to mostly singles you know i might have heard more or more or less of one or a record or the other um but i'm sure there you know there, i don't know how many albums she has altogether. Uh, right we can look that up real quick though but um but here's the thing though i would say that all the seeds are planted on this album mm. for all oh. Because every once in a while, there's something like, you know, like, hey, this whole record is, 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 you know, like, it's never, it's never repetitive. It's never boring. It's always like every song is, is kind of like taking a stretch in a different direction. There's slow jams. There's, you know, there's straight up hip hop, whatever. Uh, there's some, you know, there's uh, great samples. Um, but I would say the one song that stood out to me that wasn't a single, I don't think it was anyway, uh, but was like reminding me of like what they would be doing a little later on is Izzy Izzy Ya. Is it really? Yeah. That one stood out to me. I think that might be my favorite song on this record. <laughs> okay, and cool. I, well, and when I think about it, it's because um, the production was a little bit there, but also, you know, the, how she'll just kind of play around with like, like with words where she'll, she'll take a chance and say something that's technically gibberish, mm -hmm. but like as a stylistic choice, like that she definitely does and like, let me work it, you know, where yeah. she like does her backwards rap where she, <laughs> she takes the phrase she just said and then she You're figured out how to wrap it. Amp to woot, ramp, ramp, damp and damp, wamp to woot or whatever, mm -hmm. you know? Or like, or just even when you hear things like her, you know, when she, like just the, the kind of, uh, of phrasing she would use later in some other raps where she's saying stuff like, why you act dumb? Like, uh, duh. <laughs> but like the stuff that's like so charming to me, like that's the stuff I love in her rap. And I did not hear much of that on this album at all until you get to Izzy Izzy Ya. And she's talking about like, yeah. Oh, I, 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 let me see if I can look up the lyrics real quick. I didn't have enough time to uh, prepare, but I'm, I'm going to dig something out here. Um, and that's why I was saying, I, I, I think this album is better as a just, like, it's a good album, but, you know, I'd say it celebrates more of, like, the production and the songwriting, like, but I think Missy Elliott comes to shine later on, right? Mm. 
Well, let's see if I can. Uh, uh, well, you're looking some... that up. I was going to mention that's one thing that's really cool too is that she can sing. Like she sings on the album, and she's actually quite talented as a singer as well. <laughs> okay, so check out the chorus to Izzy Izzy Ya. Izzy Izzy Ya, Ziza Ziza Ziza. Hard bitches be talking like they rah rah. Blizzy Blizzy Blizza Blizza Blizze. None of y'all fools ain't got shit on me. Izzy Izzy Ah, Ziza Ziza Ziza. Hard bitches be talking like they rah rah. <laughs> blizzy Blizzy Blizza Blizza Blizze. None of y'all fools ain't got shit on me. Whatever. Like, that's to me, that's like, oh, this is the Missy Elliott we're going to get in the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. right lyrically yeah lyrically like just the just the fun she has like you know with just sounds her face can make (laughs) you know (laughs) like but but to me i like that she stretches out in in that direction you know it's like it's like what's fun about her is is she does obviously she's she has some fun writing and she has some fun making this music and you know it's yeah, like, uh, I'm going to take a stroll, roll this hydro. I'm going to take my ass to pizzazz and SO, slow O down, diggy, diggy, doe. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they're almost like Cajun. This almost sounds like, <laughs> like, 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 uh, what's that diggy, diggy, low or whatever? You know what I mean? Like yeah, that yeah, traditional yeah. Um, uh, Zydeco song. Diggy, diggy, you know? high, diggy, diggy, low. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, it's, it's nonsense words, but I love it. I love it. I, like, yeah anyway that's the stuff i love and and you know i was happy to get that because it's way buried in the record it's like track number like 12 Mm -hmm. and this album is an hour long yeah (laughs) but i gotta give it to it 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 pushed that you know like we've I, i feel like we've kind of settled on this idea that like the perfect length for like a record you know is like somewhere like 45 minutes to 50 like max and after that we're like okay we kind of mentally tune out so i think this one stuff, yeah. just pushed it just long enough you know to where maybe that was gonna be all right okay like i've had enough and then you hear busta you know talk and then you hear missy say thank you mm-hmm. well if you take if you take the interludes if you take all the songs and just have them together like that's fine but then the thing that makes it closer to an hour is just the extra interludes which you know there aren't there, that many though. There's like there's only there's beginning, middle, and end basically. Yeah, though. there's an intro. There's the interlude. There's the there's the two finals. So it's like five minutes worth of material in there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like it hits that, you know, fifty five minute mark where you're like, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. come on, wrap it up, and then then they they do. <laughs> you start making the wrap it up motion. <laughs> yeah, totally. So, um, I don't know when you're talking about what was pointing out towards what her future sound would be. I can see that definitely for that song lyrically. Musically, mm-hmm. I thought it was the song Getaway. It's basically okay. the last song on the album because after that's just the bust outro, right? Mm-hmm. Getaway sounded so like modern Timbaland. And it yeah. definitely, I thought was like, there's a lot of things that happened in the music that sounded like the future for her. The future. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I can see that for sure. Um, if anything sounded dated on this album at all, it was definitely that genuine track. Oh yeah. <laughs> because Only because it, it has like the genuine vocoder sound on it. And mm-hmm. there, that's a time and a place kind of sound. That's like hearing like a really synth heavy, you know, pop song. And you're like, well, that was the eighties, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, you know, hearing wop. Wop, 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 wop. Which like, I could oh. hear that sound all day long. I don't care when it came from. Good. Yeah, I, I, didn't ha- I didn't hate it. Yeah. I just, 
did recognize that it's it, it it definitely dates this record. I mean, like like the video, even though the video still looks pretty cool, and you can tell like okay, like they had budgets. It's mm-hmm. like you know they weren't, but her videos ramped up significantly in production value right after this. Like uh, I think her next video, if you guys remember, was Socket to Me. And it's like she's like fighting aliens on Mars yeah, actually, or something. I watched all four of the videos for this album before we did this tonight. So mm. just to be like, oh, yeah, what do the videos look like? And then the first one, you know, obviously I was like, okay. So 90. Classic. <laughs> fisheye lens. Beautiful trash bag. That was it, was it was basically iconic for the time, wasn't it? I mean, how many people made videos that look like that? Like I'm picturing Puff Daddy in like the like... Uh, bad, 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 bad boys right. video. Like, make me feel so good. You know, you hey, can we do that so with good. one of our videos? Just, just do a fish just eye. Get into like, a fish I'll play eye the guitar lens. solo for the fish eye lens. That'd be great. We need the overexposed studio lighting on all sides of mm-hmm. us reflected back into the camera. Yep. <laughs> doing a lot of these motions at it, uh, like we're like we're trying to make a 3D movie and make it worthwhile. <laughs> like, oh, I'm coming at the camera. I would love spooky. that. Do we need inflatable trash bag dresses or jumpsuits? I, I don't know if that necessarily did. works for the narrative, but depends on the song. I mean, okay. So think about that, though. People might be aware of her. Maybe a handful of people caught Sista. Maybe, you know, people in the industry know who she is. But your first glimpse of Missy Elliott, because it got released as a single ahead of the record, that video dropped. That's that is most people's introduction. Definitely mine. Mm-hmm. First, the first time I ever saw or knew who Missy Elliott was was aware of her at all. So her coming out in a giant inflatable trash bag with those crazy sunglasses that went over her head, <laughs> dancing around in a fish in a fish lens, fish eye lens. That made an impression. Yeah, hell yeah. I don't think she's left my consciousness since. There was never a point in my life since that moment. I don't remember where I was or what I was doing. I just know that anytime the name came up, I that's boom. It, to this day, my my head goes right to her dancing around in that <laughs> trash bag suit. You know, <laughs> like if anything, like that. That's just she must have made that impact on a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. Never mind the song. I mean, the song. Uh, I I don't know if I heard. I can't stand the rain. I would necessarily jump to Missy Elliott in my brain. Like we were kind of doing this before where we were like, what what version is it? Dan Peebles version? I and mean, I think that's definitely the definitive one. There's a couple covers out there. Like Tina Turner kind but of. But you said version. Tina Turner and I'm like, I think I No, I listened to it. Song. Oh really? I listened to it while we were kind of getting ready and I was like, no, that's not it. Okay. That's not the that's not it's the, definitely the Ann Peebles version, though it's the iconic one. But I mean that makes sense. Her song. Anyway. But you know what? I don't think that uh it's not bad. Like, The Rain is not a bad song, but it's not the most memorable song on this album. It's not as hooky as you... I mean, the hook is the sample. Right. And, like, Missy Elliott being, like, I'm super duper fly, whatever, isn't, you know, whatever. But it's not... It's nothing I could hum. It's nothing I could sing. It's nothing that I'm, like, you know, it's not an earworm. Right. The only earwormy part of the song is the the sampled hook. Yeah. Right. So, I'm surprised that it was picked as the lead single. And I think the, the the only thing that makes it that iconic is that it's a good jam. Like you put it on, you hear it, and you're like, okay, this is good. But it, it's not like it doesn't. I don't know. It it doesn't grab me. 
I think the video is more iconic than the song is. Mm-hmm. Well, here's another question. Um, was that the only song with a straight up song sample? Um, well, they were kind of known for veering away a little bit overall yeah. in their production from straight up samples. Right. Like Timbaland really uh, was an early adopter of a lot of the technology that's widely available now, but for like sure. building his own beats and stuff like that. I think that's part of the reason that he was really sought after as a producer because part of the reason his stuff sounded so fresh because it was kind of original. Because right? it was fresh because he made it from scratch. <laughs> yeah, a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, he w- yeah. Didn't, wasn't completely against using samples. Um, so and they're they they're sprinkled in here and there, but the only obvious one is uh, is the rain. Right. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's cool yeah. that that like that was. I mean, sure, it was the single, the hit single or whatever, the lead off single. But like, it was the only super noticeable sample that I could tell. Anyways, I thought about it a little bit afterwards. But well, okay, Naomi, here's where I want to tap your knowledge. Mm-hmm. How many how many artists like big popular mainstream pop or otherwise artists can you think of that? worked with Timbaland to varying degrees of success. There's a million of them. Like, <laughs> I mean, and the thing is, anytime Timbaland puts out a solo album, it's basically a collaboration with everybody that he's worked with or wants to work with him. He's had, he's, he worked on a Chris Cornell album. Huh. You know, he's worked with everybody. Like, mm-hmm. I can't even, I think that his most frequent collaborator, co- collaborator of, recent years would have been Justin Timberlake, but he's been with Timberlake since the beginning of his solo career and he still does. So solo career started with, um, what was the first, the first album one with cry me a river. Yeah. Yeah. That was the first one. It was called justified. Justified. Right. Um, I, I, uh, I have a little funny anecdote about the first time that I heard, um, was the album called sexy back? No, that was the first yeah, single from the album Future Sex Love Sounds. Future which was okay, second thank you. Solo album. So I, uh, um, I was dating a girl whose roommate at the time was uh, writing, um, doing criticism, you know, music criticism um, for uh, I can't remember which one of one of the free not weeklies one of i think it was maybe exclaim or something like that maybe one of the mm-hmm. more like monthly publications and so sometimes she got early promotional copies of albums and she came home one day as we were hanging out we had just smoked a joint and we were pretty high and then she came, comes in and she's like hey guys i'm i'm like, frozen whatever you froze up on us <laughs> oh no go back okay, to holding 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 Hey guys, I'm. She came into the room and said, "Am I back? Am I back? Yeah, you're back. Yeah. Okay. She came into the room and said, "Hey guys, I'm way behind on like a deadline. I got to get this like thing. I got to review this album and get it in like today." <laughs> uh, she's like, "Do you guys mind if I put it on?" And we we're like, "Yeah, go ahead, whatever." And then she like put it on. She walked away. She like went to the bathroom. She went to like go get a sandwich or something. And she cranked it up. And we're listening to it. And at first, we're kind of bopping our heads along, you know, to like the first so many bars of the song or whatever. And then all of a sudden, the vocals come in, and we're both like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> we're like, "This is cool." Until like, what is with this fucking boy band vocal? This sucks. <laughs> like, this is ruining this whole thing, man. This production was great. These beats are awesome, but this guy singing. 
this is lame. <laughs> and then, so she comes back in the room and we tell her that and she starts laughing at us and we're like, why? What's so funny? And she's like, this is the new Justin Timberlake album. We're like, oh. <laughs> I figured you would have known oh. his voice already. It's very distinct. Oh, no, why would I be able to pick out his voice at that point? Because it's distinct? Like, I, You've heard it Is it that before? distinct? Yes. Justin I, doesn't sound like I mean, a lot of other I heard him harmonizing with three other... Well, I heard him harmonizing with three other dudes that I never paid attention to. You mentioned and I heard that river. one, but yeah. he's just doing that. Cry me a river. The only reason I even know that is because the video where he has a Britney look or look like that he's like uh, 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 singing at the whole time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Ow. I, at the time, I wasn't yeah. listening to I wasn't listening to the pop music no. radio or. No. The only reason, if I was hanging out with friends and they were like, ooh, new Justin Timberlake, you know, and my eyes would gloss over. <laughs> I don't really hate, I don't really hate Justin Timberlake. I just remember listening to good production on an album and thinking it was yeah. kind of ruined by like these like sissy boy band vocals. <laughs> and that was the point of the story. Yeah, the Timberland, <laughs> Timberland's production is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Justin Timberlake can sing, but you know. He can sing just Sissy fine. Boy band vocals. <laughs> You've offended her. <laughs> like all, like all guys in boy bands have the same voice. Basically, he the was, same thing, right? He, no, they do have the same voice, but they do the affect. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Look, it's okay to like it. It's okay to like it. Oh, I fucking like it. I'm not telling you not to. Does like the affect sound like Quinn? Yeah. Can you can you sing a Ooh. sample? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> You're just using the word girl now. Well, because I just said girl because that's what they say. <laughs> you want me to say baby? Yes, I'd prefer you use baby. <laughs> baby. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Much better. <laughs> what, what else do but, they have? Uh, Missy Elliott. Yeah. Timbaland. Well, she definitely doesn't sound like. Look, see, if we had been listening and Missy Elliott came on and started saying like, yeah, I'm super duper fly, I would have been like, oh, Give this thing a million stars out of five. <laughs> Give it all amazing. the stars. <laughs> Give it all the stars. Also, keep in mind, I was like, I, if I, I don't know if I, that part of the story got cut off or not, but I was high. <laughs> yeah, no, that definitely came that's through. How every, well, that's how the story should have started. <laughs> it is. That that is how the, that's, that's literally exactly. how the story started, Naomi. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Where's my brain? Sorry. So there we were. <laughs> just imagine. Hand now. You're, just, you're just bopping on the couch because you're just like, oh, yeah, this is great. And then there's, ooh, yeah. <laughs> baby, baby. <laughs> Girl. Now I'm just being a dick. Now I'm just kidding. You are being a dick. But that's okay. Sorry. That is okay. Do you forgive I'm looking me? At, I do. I'm looking at Timbaland's credits here. Jodeci. Uh, Timbaland, Timbaland. That's it. Jodeci again. <laughs> um, <laughs> 702, uh, Aaliyah. Uh, Babyface. Genuine. Lil Kim, Snoop Dogg, SWV, Usher. Most people on this album. All Saints, Boys to Men, Destiny's Child, Janet Jackson, Jay-Z, Lil Mo. I just threw Lil Mo in there and I have no idea who Lil Mo is. <laughs> well, Missy Elliott was definitely in there writing some of those tracks for Destiny's Child too, hey? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, she's prolific, man. These are the people uh, in your neighborhood. Yeah. Eminem. Yeah. It just keeps getting bigger. 
Bubba Sparks back. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Got one in there. Fuck. I haven't used one of those since probably 2013, but hey, <laughs> bringing it back. If we're talking, hey, if we're talking 90s here. That's Ooh, Nelly. He, he worked with Nelly Furtado quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, I believe that. That makes oh, sense. Quite a bit. Quite a bit. Yeah. She always had good production on a lot of her tunes. Yeah. Uh, was right. she ever, did she ever, was she, was her biggest hit, uh, like, I'm like a bird light. or whatever? I'm like a bird was big, yeah. turn off the light, man eater. Um, cause like I, she had one, the first album was, uh, a different type of sound. The second album was more of a Timbaland sound. Mm. I felt. Yeah, I didn't think that, I didn't think that I'm like a bird sounds like a Timbaland production, but it could be, you never know. Maybe he was going in a different direction. He's like, yeah, I could write, write you a straight up pop song. Let me look at what he worked on with Nelly. Um, okay. Well, I don't know, guys. Like, you know, sometimes I go, hey, what's an album about? And interesting to me that this is a rap album and, you know, lyrics are like paramount to to rap. Uh, but I don't know. Is there any particular theme or anything you guys noticed from this album? Obviously... It's a little bit horny, a lot of relationship <laughs> stuff. Mostly it's just hype stuff about like how awesome Missy Elliott and Timbaland are. It's uh, ho- horny, avant-garde hype type stuff. There's that one song where she keeps telling us what a good rapper she is. Just, that's rap though. Everybody has to that's, yeah, talk that's about the, how good That's you the are. name of the game. But it didn't even make me angry. I was like, yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I believe you. Just agreeing okay. the whole time. So I'm going to have to ask you this, Naomi, because the last time we listened to a rap album, you couldn't finish it. And part of your reasoning was said you mm-hmm. couldn't yeah. take all the N-words, all the N-bombs. Yeah. And this came across my mind the minute I turned this thing on and I was like, they're going to ask me. <laughs> I, I have to ask because it's kind of a follow-up to be like, did well, you find okay. this more palatable or? I automatically got the cringe that I always get when the N-bombs are dropped. But then I put back into my mind what you, you talked about and it was just kind of like, okay, take it. And just realize that that's going to be there. Just don't really let it affect you. Because like, <laughs> you know, just whatever. It's there. It's kind of how I looked at it. So once I was able to kind of just be like, all right, it's fine. <laughs> you know, it's fine. It's. I, I don't know how to explain it, but I just tried to absorb it in a different manner than I did before. I mean, I think... I don't know how many more hip hop albums are going to be on this list, but I, I, I had a thought about it too, where I realized I'm like, I wonder how many people consume a lot of their hip hop through the radio and they hear these clean versions edited and these versions, edited yeah. versions. I think I always were hearing edited versions. Yeah. And that's songs. totally, yeah. I was going to ask you that I, even a karaoke sometimes, right? Like a karaoke version of a song will be the clean version or they just happen to censor the word or whatever words on the Change screen. Change it to a different word, yeah. Yeah, and if you have, you know, a person, a white person or a person not of color or whatever singing it, a lot of time people are self-conscious enough, you would hope, that they go, you know, fella, neighbor, they just use a different word or they go, <clears throat> whatever they do. I mean, I've been in that position yeah. myself, right? Like, I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> got to be clever here, do something don't like you know yeah no for me it just takes along the sing along ability factor but um yeah i just kind of went into it with a different mentality and tried not to let it really like 
hit hit my hit my brain or any in any weird way. Um, I was gonna say one weird thing that happened while I was listening to the album. The song "Don't Be Coming on My Coming in My Face." Oh, okay, Don't be yes. Coming in my face came on, and all of a sudden, my you know when you ask Google or OK Google or Siri, whatever you do on your phone, yeah, oh, it just opened up. Um, in the middle of that song, it opened up OK Google, and it went to why is my car overheating? <laughs> now, is that something you've ever asked your car, your phone oh, before? No, never. It's a completely random statement. I, did, I, I didn't say a word. The only thing that was around that was playing was the music. <laughs> and all of a sudden it opened up. Why is my car overheating? Now, have you, did you try to replicate it? Like, did you try, did you play the song again and see if you got the same? Yes, reaction? I did try to play it again and it didn't do it the second time. Huh? Weird. Now, I didn't think you were going in that direction at all. <laughs> I thought you, when you said your phone was going to open up because it heard don't be coming in my face, I thought it was going to go to like your porn preferences or something. <laughs> it, it was hard not to listen to that song and giggle like a 13-year-old every time she said it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then she does that kind of recitation. They come in here. They be coming in our faces. I'm like, oh my God. She's just playing with it. Maybe, maybe, she knows, she, maybe she knows. Somebody after this album came out was like, that was a funny way to put that. <laughs> I love oh, this there's corny, no way. She, she knew that for sure. She knew what she's doing. But that's not what that song's about. She just means like, don't be coming in here, talking. Yeah, don't be coming up to me. in my face. Yeah. Don't be getting in my face. That's Not what it should be. Don't be getting on my face. in my face. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. I don't know. Maybe my mind is just way too dirty. It's okay. Coming on the face, but don't be coming in it. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, Thank you for in. attending my TED talk. I think, yeah, I think, well, we could go off on a tangent here. I was just going to say, I think that in and on are kind of like interchangeable in that context, but. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what I got out of it. <laughs> I'm just saying when I'm, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm uh, by myself and have a little time with me and uh, Mr. And I'm uh, all alone. iPhone browser. Yeah. If I type it in either way, it brings up the same thing. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, guys, uh, should we find out uh, what the Rolling Stone uh, had to say about it? Oh, uh, yeah. The Rolling, Rolling Stone magazine. The Rolling, not the Rolling Stone. Stone. I'm just adding the in front of things because I'm getting older. And we are the A and W already. <laughs> okay, so came in at number ninety-three. Uh, Charlie, I saw you flipping through your copy. Couldn't find it day. in the previous. No, not there. Hey, so nope. it popped up new on this one, and all the way at ninety-three. That's interesting. Uh, they said, <clears throat> "Missy, Mister Meaner Elliot." made her name as a songwriter behind the scenes even before she dropped her 1997 debut. But Super Duper Fly introduced everyone to Missy's world with avant funk cosmic swamp beats from Timbaland. Love it. That's colorful. What a team. Two kids from Virginia Beach, Virginia dazzling the planet with a playful homegrown sound nobody could imitate. The rain, Super Duper Fly, was oh, the breakout yeah. hit, taking an old school Ann Peebles soul oldie and looping it into a dirty South Jam. Missy sings, raps, giggles, and talks her her shit. Super Dupa Fly changed the sound of hip hop, but also kicked off a tradition. Every year, Missy and Tim would score the jam of the summer while everybody else was still trying to catch up with what they did the summer before. I mean, yeah, that I like it. 
that sums it up really nicely. I'm man, I want to play Avant Funk Cosmic Swamp beats. <laughs> Dude, that's it's when when reviewers do things like that, it's very important because that if I had never heard this before and I read that right now, I would be going to find it. Um that's like yeah. the heavy metal space disco, you know, like let me hear that. What does that sound like? Yeah, Rasta Billy Skank. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, okay. Uh that sums up really nicely. Uh, so what do you guys think? Does it deserve its ranking? Knowing a little bit about what it is and what it, you know, led to and uh given that it still sounds super duper fresh, yeah. I think it does. Okay, fair enough. Naomi, what do you think? I'm on the fence. I think it's a good album and it's enjoyable. I don't feel and I guess it did lead to her success, Timbaland's success. That's why I would say yes. Um, the only reason I would say no is because it's not her best work. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I, I'm surprised to see it so high on the list. I mean, I understand that maybe because it was this is the one that kind of kicked the door open for a lot of things. Like it made both her and Timbaland, you know, like huge, big megastar household names, or at least mm -hmm. it got them on that path. Yeah. Um, also, it set the stage for like a lot of where hip hop would go or a lot of what they would do after that. But I also, same thing. I don't think it's her best record. I think there's, there's better to come. And so part of me is like, I wouldn't, if this was lower ranked, if this was further down the list, I, that wouldn't hurt my feelings. You know, I mean, mm. I'm not Missy Elliott. So maybe she'd have a different opinion about it, but <laughs> just saying like, I, I, I so I'm like, I, it, I, I get it being on this list. I don't know. Number 93. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm a little torn about that, but so that's why I asked this question instead, because these things are really hard to quantify. Uh, is it going in your record collection? I don't know that it's going to go into my record collection, but it's likely already in my wife's record collection. So Right. <laughs> there you go. Record what collection you by um, proxy. Naomi, yeah. Would you go out to, you know, say streaming music for free wasn't a thing. You had to buy the CD. You had to buy... The album. I was gonna say if I was making like a playlist, like a hip hop playlist, I'd put it on it. Mm. But um, yeah, I I I don't know. I I probably would have purchased it if I was still like the um, CD hungry 12, 13 year old I was. Mm. Yeah, I, I probably, think probably I think I'm it. I'm saving my money for other Missy Elliott records. Yeah, but you don't mm. know they exist yet. Yeah. But now I do. In hindsight, well, do. we're talking now. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is it, is it going more, in I'd your collection uh, I'd be more into her third album than her first. Yeah, I think I'm. I'm. I think I'm investing somewhere around so addictive or under construction in that. Yeah. Those couple albums there. That's where you know. Who knows? I don't know if there was ever any vinyl releases of them, but you know, if I was digging through some hip hop bins and one of those popped up, I might be like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm grabbing it. I want to get. I want to. I want get your freak on. I want a hard copy of that. Mm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Cool. Right on. So there you go, guys. Missy Elliott, super duper fly. Um. Oh yeah. So, 
you guys want to know what else we're doing uh you know what we're up to our thoughts our feelings all that sort of stuff make sure that you go to our website uh you know that's where you can find all the links to all the things you search with your thumbs and that website is charlie hmm. that website is l2lpodcast.com that's right. Make sure that you like and subscribe or whatever you got to do. Click little thumbs up things or, you know, heart emojis or whatever it is when you get there. Um, I don't know. We're going to keep trying until somebody fucking uses this thing. I don't know why nobody is biting. But look, guys, I, does it cost money? No, I don't think it does. It's, or do Well, it costs long distance charges may apply. Okay. Oh. Maybe that's what the problem is. But. Oh, but. But we'll play your we'll play your message on the show. It's worth it. Now, do you have to put one in front of this phone number? If you are not in our region, yes. Um, I don't know. Cell phones, I think they automatically put the one now if it's needed, don't they? I don't know. I'm an old person. I don't know. I don't know. I'm at the AW too. Okay, it's uh <laughs> the number you want to call to leave us a voicemail is 780-851-8785. I just wanted to copy you, Charlie. That's great. You, oh, you did well. Okay, speaking of copying, Charlie, uh, Charlie, sometimes you're real handy with using tools such as copy and paste, but you know, <laughs> uh, but sometimes you had your own flourishes and then you charge people money for that. So, what do you got going on? That's right, I'm a real copy pasta machine down here <laughs> at oldmandesign.com where you can get all your learning to listen merch, you can get your shirts and your mugs, you know, you can drink fancy, fancy, fancy alcoholic beverages out of those mugs while you listen to us. You know, I don't know, I don't even care what you're doing, you could be taking a shit, you could be at work, just drink some, uh, drink some whiskey out of one of our L2L podcast mugs available on oldmandesign.com. Right on, and I almost remembered to uh, make sure that we have that T-shirt link on our website. <laughs> that's, okay. that's okay. I, I finally added almost. it to the show notes. So just go to the show notes. You'll find a link for oldmandesign.com. We'll get you sorted. Nice. Okay. Uh, Naomi, what do you got going on? I'm still doing a podcast called Dope Nostalgia, all about the 90s. And this week, I'm talking to my friend Amanda about the first Jordan Knight solo album. The one with Give It To You on it. The one that uh, Quinn knows. <laughs> yeah, I'm aware of it. I'm aware. I love that it. stuff. Because yeah. that. Because uh, he <laughs> he's got that boy band voice. He goes. He goes. He says, "Girl." Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> At some point, I'm sure he does. I don't know. Okay, patreon.com slash learning to listen. That's where you can help us out the most. Uh, head on over there and subscribe. We got lots of content for you. Um, stuff comes out early. The archived episodes are going up there. Bonus content. You know, we put them up raw, uncut, unedited. So patreon.com slash learning to listen. Okay, thank you everybody for hanging out with us this week. And every week and whatever you're doing, driving home, working, you know, make sure that your boss doesn't notice your earbud is in. Hey, it's cool with me. Um, just glad that you're here. Uh, so I don't know what we're doing next week. I don't. I think we're going to keep on the Rolling Stone train. What do you guys feel like doing? Yeah, sure. that sounds great. Let's do it. Well, then I have some good news for you guys. <gasps> next week is number 92 on the Rolling Stones, uh, greatest albums of all time. The Jimi Hendrix Experience Axis, Bold as Love. So, yeah, right on. This is definitely one that was in my record collection. Well, CD collection. 
I, I don't own it on <laughs> vinyl. But who knows? That's great. Find out by the end if I'm going to want to own it on vinyl. All right. Um, yeah. I don't know. These guys hit the two-week mark, and they were like, all right, two weeks is enough time to make a record. Wrap, wrap, wrap it up. Smooth. was fun yeah. and then it got really dark for a while a little bit anti-establishment but the next thing you knew it was totally fun again so many artists came and went and left us wondering what are they doing now this podcast isn't about the heavy hitters who are still making millions it's about everyone else the ones whose careers didn't really leave that decade and kind of just still live in our memory so you mean Vanilla Ice had another song? we all know what happened to Marky Mark but what about the Funky Bunch? Who were the KLF? And why did Tammy Wynette record a song with an electro dance band that topped the charts? Two genres that specifically defined the 90s. What were freestyle and New Jack Swing all about? Did you know that Blossom star Joey Lawrence had a huge pop hit? Or that Alanis Morissette had a really hot pop career in Canada before Jagged Little Pill? Special guests will also be joining me to discuss the great era of glitter, grunge, thin eyebrows, hammer pants, and total ridiculousness. We're even setting up some interviews with some of the musicians that define the times. Okay, so if you're older than 30, you might be sitting here going, Man, I totally remember that song, but I have no idea who does that. Well then, you better listen and find out. I'm Naomi Carmack, host of the Ultimate 90s podcast, Dope Nostalgia. You're going to be busting a move again, coming in early 2020. You want to follow us so that you know when we go live? Check out our Twitter, at Nostalgia Dope. Or you can find us on Instagram at dope underscore nostalgia. If you've got a question or you just want to be on the show, email us at dopenostalgiapodcast at gmail.com.